Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the Eagle Eye, Bill Cerna. Now, it's time for Rollin' Eagles Football pregame show. Here's Sonny Clark. Clark here for the Eagles. So Paul, back to pass, looking that near side, putting it in the corner, one-handed grab, touchdown! Wow, and Eagles, one-handed snag at the back of the end zone, Bill. I didn't even see who caught it, but it had to be Hall because that was the near side. And that was the call as your Rowlett Eagles unfortunately took the loss against the Wiley Pirates 42-28 this past Friday over at Wiley Stadium. Welcome into the pregame show of your Rowlett Eagles as they are taking on the Garland Owls coming to you from Homer B. Johnson Stadium in Garland, Texas. And yes, of course... The pregame show being brought to you by The Bullet Experience. By the way, guys, get on over and check out their new website. It is awesome. It looks great. It looks state-of-the-art, just like their building. And just like everything that they do is state-of-the-art, like their training programs, their basketball skill programs, their soccer academy, even their flag football uh, for the training of the youth, and the Waterview Wolves volleyball uh, team that's out there as well. You can get all that, learn everything that you need to know by going to that new state-of-the-art website as well as going to the state-of-the-art facility that's located at 8900 Princeton Road, just on the outside of Waterview. You can also contact the Bullet Experience, and that's Terrence Jerry as well as Melvin. And you can contact Melvin directly at 214-326-7853. And we thank him for the sponsorship of the pregame show of your Rowled Eagles as they are at home taking on the Garland Owls at their homecoming and, of course, that's the big story, right? Their homecoming. The homecoming of what's going on. And I'll tell you, homecoming is one of those games where you always hope that you get the opportunity to get a victory uh, at homecoming and uh, also be able to go to the dances and the activities after the football game, uh, especially back in the day. Probably a little bit different than what it was back in 1980, blah, 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 you know, but it, it is what it is. It's homecoming. It's an important date for kids as far as the school is concerned. And what can you say? Homecoming is all about the football game as well. So it's like that good thing that, that is set up for all of the kids. And if you get the opportunity, guys, I'm going to tell you, I, I look back on my life and I do say to myself, I should have went to more dances. So if you are young enough to go to the dances and you're listening to this pregame show, get your butts out there. Don't, stop pulling this. You know, I don't want to do it. thing. I got a kid that does that kind of thing. But... At least she goes. She may not have a date and prefers not to have a date, but she likes to go and have a good time. So that's the good thing. That having been said, the Rowlett Eagles, they are taking on the Garland Owls here at Homer B. Johnson Stadium. This is going to be a good one. And the reason why it's going to be a good one um, it is mainly because it's homecoming. And I want to see, and I want to check out, I want the Garland Owls to be a better football team than they have been, unfortunately, in the past. And that is the situation when you look at the Garland Owls and what they're all about uh, in the season. We, we can go back to three years ago. And I remember like it was yesterday as we were in the shack over at Williams Stadium and the game went into overtime and the Raleigh Eagles lost that game and to a very, very tough Garland Owls football team. And unfortunately, since that time, we have not been getting that kind of team coming to us from the Garland High School. And that's one of the bad things about it. The basketball team is still awesome, though. Um, but at the same time, the football team, unfortunately, they are 1-6 overall, 1-3 in, in district 
which puts them a little bit lower than the Rowlett Eagles. And as, of course, your Rowlett Eagles overall are 5-1, and 3-1 and one in district, taking that one loss last week against the Wiley Pirates over at Wiley Stadium. So, that having been said, we're going to jump back to that game as far as the Rowlett Eagles taking on Wiley and take a look at what happened in this game because you can take a look at the, the box scores and, and get a lot about what happened in that game. But if you don't pay attention, you don't necessarily know what happened. And that having been said... You know, obviously we were there, so we were paying attention. We saw a two-headed monster in the backfield with the Wiley Pirates. We had a quarterback that could throw the football and also run the football, and that's what ended up happening in this game. And when you looked at the box score, you had to ask yourself the question, the Rowlett Eagles, when they go into the, this game, cannot get blanked in the first quarter. And that's what actually ended up happening. And when I look at the Rowlett Eagles, and we're going to get to that box score and look at the stats from that game here in just a moment. Overall, if you go back during the years, and that goes back to when we started calling these games, is during weather time, Rowlett Eagles, unfortunately, have a real, real tough time coming up with victories against the quality teams. They're going to get those victories against the teams that are not all that great. Uh, but I'm talking the Rockwall. I'm talking about the Saxe. I'm talking about those out-of-district games that you wish you could see them play very well in and trying to figure out how to give victories against solid football teams in bad weather. It, it's something that all teams have to figure out how to do, um, but unfortunately for the Rowlett Eagles against the quality teams, they have not been able to come out on top of those games. Rockwall is one I think about. Saxe is another um, when I think about it and letting a uh, game here and there uh, slip because of that. That ball gets heavy. That ball is hard to deliver. That ball is hard to keep in your hands. That ball is hard to make sure that you get possession of it when you're a wide receiver without dropping it. And that's what we saw a lot of in the game of the Wiley Pirates. A lot of drop uh, passes from Topal that were on the mark. So the Eagles needed to look at it. So let's take a look back. Let's jump back. Let's go back into time. To last Friday. Again, you looked at this numbers and this game, even though 42 to 28, you look at the numbers and boy, oh boy, they're they're kind of close. How about first downs? Rowlett Eagles had 21. The Wiley Pirates had 20. Right there. Total yards: 416 for the Eagles, 461 for Wiley. Right there. Passing. Now, the Eagles had to come back and they try to get into the game, so they started throwing the football. So the Eagles did outpass the Wiley Pirates 292 to 231. But passes 16 to 34 for your Rowlett. Eagles 11-14 of 14 for the Wiley Pirates. So they were definitely, Eagles had to get back into the game, so they had to start throwing the football game, or football, and they scored 14 in the fourth quarter. But when you get blanked in the first and the third quarter, it's hard to get back to it, especially if a team is out there putting up points in every quarter. And that's what we saw with Wiley. Yards per pass, 21 for Wiley, 18 Point three for your Rowlett Eagles. Two interceptions as well. And if you take 14 points up off the board, this turns into a very different football game. Rushing, 230 yards rushing. And that's because they had two and three guys running the football. And unfortunately for the Rowlett Eagles, only 124. So, but... The other stuff, you look at it, you know, penalties. The Rowlett Eagles had two for five yards, and the Wiley Pirates had five for 53. Uh, but those three turnovers in the game, uh, one fumble loss and two interceptions, I mean, it, this is a totally different football game. If you take away those three mental mistakes, we are in a dogfight in this one as far as that's concerned. 
But when you look at the passing, let's go to the other side. Let's look at the Wiley Pirates. Rashad Dixon, he was 11 of 14 for 231 yards and three touchdowns. Then that two-headed monster that he is, 18 rushes for 132 yards and two touchdowns. Total of five touchdowns coming from one position out on the football field. He is the only one that had rushing touchdowns, but they had guys running the football. Malik Ford, 10 rushes, 33 yards. Uh, McRae, 13 rushes, 33 yards. Three rushes for Sheffield for 37 yards. So a lot of things going on there when you looked at it, but the wide receiving position was no difference. Now, the Eagles had a, had a plan, I think, and I think the plan worked to a certain extent. And that was to stop the Washington State product, uh, Devon Ali, as he had three, only three receptions, but they were for 78 yards. He averaged 26 yards a catch, and he also had a touchdown. Caleb McRae, he had two catches for 54 yards, average of 27 yards. And Malik Ford, four catches, 43 yards, average of 10 yards. And then uh, one catch for 36 yards for Bono, and Cole had a catch for 20. Every single player who caught a football caught a football for 10 yards. And when you're the Rowlett Eagles, you have to make sure that does not uh, happen. So when you looked at the overall stats for this Wiley Pirates football team, the numbers will will astonish you when you look at Richard Dixon, who is obviously the playmaker on that football team. As he's 69 of 118, his passer uh, percentage is only 58%, folks. That's not great. But 898 yards, 11 touchdowns, and four interceptions over the whole season. So when you look at the rushing side of it, though, he's got 80 rushes with 507 yards. He's averaging 6.3 yards a carry, and he's got eight touchdowns. So the two-headed monster that you get with this guy, good thing the Rowland Eagles only get the Pirates one time this year. Because this would be a hard win regardless of what the weather was like. I, I honestly believe, I go back and I, I look back at that Wiley game, uh, that Rockwell game that they played in the rain, and I wasn't convinced that the Rockwell Yellow Jackets at that time were the better football team. I look at this team, I think the same thing. I don't think they were that far above a better football game. Like I said, this would have probably been a, a smash mouth football game if weather wasn't an issue in that. Now I'm going to talk to the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna about that portion when we finish up the show on his segment. But I, I look at this football team and I just go back to what I've seen in the past. And we've been doing this now. This is our sixth season calling Rowlett Eagles football. So we've seen a lot of football. We've seen a lot of the same thing of that of, of football from them, which is not getting consistency in bad weather against good football teams. But looking at the rest of the stats... Uh, Caleb McRae for the Wiley Pirates, 45 rushes for 163 yards. Um, he does not have any touchdowns on the season, um, which is really surprising in reality uh, because he's a good runner. Malik Ford. Now, this guy is not, this guy is a sophomore. We're going to see a lot of him in the next few years. 25 rushes, 110 yards. He's got three touchdowns. Trey Sheffield, 17 rushes, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and then a lot of other guys with, uh, with uh, single-digit rushings. Now, wide receiving, Donovan Ali. We talked about him as he is the Washington State product as he signed his commitment to the Cougars over there. 36 receptions, 478 yards, seven touchdowns, averaging 13.3 yards a carry. And when you're wide 
wide receiver, when you're averaging more than 10, you are a guy that can be dependable to get that first down. And believe me, that is a huge thing, especially in high school football. It's about getting the first down. We'll talk to uh, Bill Cerna about getting the first down. Weather, obviously, a thing. um, And I love his uh, perspective on weather and getting first downs. And that's a big one. We'll talk to the uh, eagle eye about that. And Malik Ford also 18 rushes, 227 yards. He's got a touchdown. And then uh, Abano, five catches, 129 in the yards. Uh, and he's got two touchdowns. Cole, five catches, 87 yards, two touchdowns. Henry with five catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. And then everybody else uh, following up on that around 60, uh, 68 yards for Ortiz McRae, 68 yards as well, 29 yards for Alston, and then the rest of the guys with single digits in yards. So that's the Wiley Pirates overall. And the Rowlett Eagles have got to make sure that they continue doing what they're doing. We go back to the game for the Rowlett Eagles in that game. Let's talk about that and let's take a look at those numbers. Well, maybe not. How about we take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll come back. We'll look at the stats from the Wiley game and what we're and the overall stats for your Rowlett Eagles, um, as well as take a look at the game that you are listening to the pregame show about tonight. That, of course, being the Garland Owls. So the Rowlett Eagles taking on the Garland Owls over at Homer B. Johnson Stadium. You're listening to the pregame show and the pregame show being brought to you by the Bullet Experience that's located at 89. Princeton Road, just on the outside of Waterview. Contact Melvin Bullet directly at 214-326-7853. And guys, we're getting to that area. Volleyball time is going on. Uh, so uh, also, Soccer Academy is coming up. Basketball skills. We are at that time of the year where you want to get your youth involved and develop the skills that they need in order to be better at that. Get in contact with the professionals. You train with the professionals. You know what you can expect and you know what kind of training that your child is getting as they are trying to improve and become better at what they do, whether it be basketball, soccer, or anything else like that. So make sure you give them a check over at the Bullet Experience. Again, contact Melvin Bullet directly at 214-326-7853. We thank you for the sponsorship of the pregame show. We're going to take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles. Radio Network. We'll be right back. The Jerry Bullet Training Center, located just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett, Texas, is the place to go for your kids to get the proper training they need for their athletic skills. Ran by the Bullet family, Jerry, Melvin, and Terrence, all professional athletes, you're sure to get the training that your kids will need for their success. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or stop by their locations from the hours of 5.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. until 8 p.m. at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett, Texas, just outside of Waterview. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. 
Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett or give them a call at 963-506-4483 or check them out on the web at www.mychainlees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costcoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. There is nothing that beats good home-cooked barbecue. Since 1941, Dickey's Barbecue has done all the cooking and you take all the credit. Whether you want real Texas brisket, Virginia ham, southern pulled pork, or fall off the bone ribs, Dickey's Barbecue is the place to go. Choose from our favorite sides of barbecue beans, creamy coleslaw, potato salad, jalapeno beans, and many more. Come see us today at our Rowlett location, 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target Shopping Center. Whether you want to eat in or take it home, we will fix you up. Don't forget, for your next event, call the catering guy at 972-345-6424. That number again is 972-345-6424. Come visit us today at 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110 in the Target Shopping Center. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash for lip-smacking, rib-tickling, knee-slapping, foot-stomping, great-tasting barbecue, come see us at Dickie's Barbecue today. And welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show and the pregame show of your Rowlett Eagles as they're taking on the Garland Owls over at Homer B. Johnson Stadium. Your Rowlett Eagles 5-1 overall in the season, 3-1 within district. And we'll talk about the uh, standings here in just a moment right here within what your Rowlett Eagles are working on. But let's go back to the game as your Rowlett Eagles took on the Wiley Pirates and unfortunately took the loss over there 42-28. Chase Tupal had a pretty good game in the air. 16 of 34, 292 yards, two touchdowns, but the interceptions. And we talk about turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. And again, bad weather turnovers. Wow. Look out for that. When you have turnovers and bad weather, it usually creates points for the other team. Not necessarily a two-headed monster. Chase Tupal did rush the ball six times for 75 yards and one touchdown. He had two of them where he ripped off over 30 yards on each one of those carries. Uh, so uh, finding the big hole and using the option is what Chase Tupal has been doing very well up to this point. Uh, Chauncey Amel, 13, rushed 47 yards, and he had a touchdown. Trevon King, one uh, rush for two yards. Receiving the football, Antonio Hall, seven catches for 182 yards and a touchdown, imagine what he would do without five drops. 
And that's what happened. You had five drops in the game. Um, and more in the fact that they're working with the yakety yak when you're talking to Antonio Hall. They get him on the easy slants. They get him on the short and let him use his legs to do the job. They also do that with Jerry Evans as he is a playmaker for this football team. Four catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown as well as Trevon King. Two catches, 34 yards in this one. And uh, Seismic, two catches, 16 yards, one catch for Amos uh, for four yards. So the Rowland Eagles, you, you looked at the stats and you weren't in necessarily impressed. I, you know, I, I like to see that 292 from Caleb, uh, from, uh, Ch- I mean, Chase Chipal. It's nice to see that number, but those interceptions are huge now. And remember, he had two interceptions in that game. Overall, Chase Chipal only has four interceptions out on the season. So before that game, the Rowlett Eagles in five games only had two interceptions for Chase Dupal. That's huge. Looking at Chase Dupal, he has 78 of 149, 52.4 percentage. He's got 1,176 yards, 13 touchdowns, and those four interceptions that we're talking about. And he also does run the ball as he works the option very well. 46 rushes, 185 yards. He has three touchdowns on the ground. Chauncey Amos, 81 yards, 433 yards, 5.4 yards a carry, seven touchdowns, 10 rushes, 85 yards for uh, route as he came in in the game. He's got three touchdowns out on the season. Expo, 12 rushes, 43 yards, two touchdowns, 12 rushes, 50. 51 yards for Hunt. We'll see those guys uh, uh, you know, uh, next year as well. So receiving for your Rowlett Eagles Hall leads the team um, with the, uh, with yardage. He only he has 22 receptions, 483 yards. He's averaging 22 yards a carry. He's got four touchdowns. But Jerry Evans, 31 receptions, 469 yards. He does have seven touchdown receptions as well. Trevon King, who's coming up and building up 17 catches 161 yards he's averaging almost 10 yards a catch as well so he becomes that very important guy on third down that if you don't pay attention to Trevon King he can be a guy that will help be able to move the chains for the Rowlett Eagles also you look at Amos five catches 55 yards he's got two touch uh touchdowns receiving and then uh, Brody Seismic five catches 19 yards uh, and he's averaging 3.8 yards a carry or a catch so looking at those overall stats for your Rowlett Eagles they look pretty good and they are getting better so when you look at other things let's let's take a look at so the Rowlett Eagles tonight they have the Garland Dow's coming in. We're going to talk a little bit about them, but when you talk about the the Garland Dow's, you're talking about a team that has got a lot of work that they've got to do on the offensive side of the ball, mainly mainly, uh, offense because they are not averaging a lot of points per game. Uh, So they, they need to get their offense started. And when you come off a game like the Rowlett Eagles just came off, you you hope that you don't have a lull from the Rowlett Eagles taking that loss. But we'll talk about the stats as far as the Garland Dallas are concerned here in just a moment. But the Rowlett Eagles, when they when when you have a situation where you have a team where you should be able to win this game, and if you all points to the Rowlett Eagles doing what they're doing. They should be able to get the victory here against these Garland Owls as they get all set and ready to go. And when, you can even look at the preview on this and you go, wow, the, the, at least the stats are so staggered, it's so big for the Rowlett Eagles on the other side. Let's talk about that. Points per game, we talked about it, 9.6 points a game for the Garland Owls. Your Rowlett Eagles are averaging 36 points a game. So you, you look at that and you kind of know what's headed your way. Points allowed per game, 32 
for the Garland Dolls. So with the Rowlett Eagles scoring 36, that will be around the number quite possibly by the end of this one as the Rowlett Eagles do give up 21 points a game. So maybe the Garland Dolls could get going uh, as far as that's concerned. Both of these teams also losing last week. Garland Dolls have lost three in a row and your Rowlett Eagles losing their first game just this past week. So, will Garland continue on the slide there as far as the losing streak, or will they be able to move up? So, yards allowed per game for the Garland Owls, 365 yards. Your Rowlett Eagles are only giving up 275. That's pretty impressive, folks. I like that. So, but yards for the Rowlett Eagles, 330 one yards per game and compared to only 164 yards. So those are the uh, you know quick look at the stats as far as what you're looking at as far as the Rowlett Eagles when they're taking on the Garland Dowels. So also, what do we got to look forward to in this game? What what is the what, who who is the main focal point on this football team? And folks, I'm going to say it's the whole defensive side of the ball. Because, unfortunately, the offensive side of the ball has staggered all year long for the Garland Dowels. We can just go to the stats. And the stat, stats don't always tell us the full story. But depending on the football team, they can tell three-fourths of the story. And, when you, and I say that because you can look at the defensive stats and you're going, wow, those stats are incredible. That's because they're spending a lot of time out on the football field. That's because they got many tackles. Uh, and that's because when you look at the stats on the offensive side of the ball, that really kind of tells the story. You see that they're usually, you know, tuckered out by halftime and they're sucking air at halftime before they go out into the third quarter. But when you look at what's going on, their quarterback, uh, Cody Russell, he's only 14 of 46 attempts. In the games this season, they have only attempted 46 passing yards. They have played seven games. Okay, seven games. And they're only averaging seven passes a game. And Cody Russell, 148 yards total. Five interceptions. Now they had Jacob uh, Herrera, who's in when uh, Russell was out. Five of eighteen. He's uh, you know only got eighteen yards passing, but two touchdowns. And um, so when you look at all these things, there are a lot of problems for the unfortunately for the football team at the quarterback position. Now they got a lot of guys that are rushing the football. This is obviously a rushing football team. And the Rowlett Eagles, they bear down against a team when they only have or are completely lopsided on one side of the ball. And what I mean, if they're a passing team, the Rowlett Eagles can close down that passing game. If they're a running team like this one, the Rowlett Eagles, they close down on the running game. But when you look at it, it's Montana Miller, 86 rushes, 425 yards, averaging close to five yards a carry. He's got three touchdowns. Devontae Thompson, 50 rushes, 212 yards, no touchdowns. Ronnie Reed, 27 rushes, 117 yards, averaging 4.3, no touchdowns. Jason Washington, 24 rushes, 98 yards. He's got two touchdowns. And then you look at uh, Lance and Ken, uh, Akinade. Uh, he's got 14 rushes, 40 yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, Fennell, 13 rushes, 34 yards for the Garland Dolls. Uh, Zamora, 8 rushes, 34 yards. And Duncan, 5 rushes, 16 yards. And then everybody else, they all fall in the single digits on their rushing. But they got a lot of guys that will rush that football. And Cody Russell, unfortunately, is in the negative side on rushing from the quarterback position as he has 10 total rushes for a negative 15 yards. Receiving, again, we talked about it as the, uh, when you looked at the numbers, he's only completed 14 passes out on the season um, so uh, for for him. Now, they've had other quarterbacks play, just so that you know. Um, uh, there have been uh, a couple of guys that are in there. Jason Washington, one of six for 16 yards passing. Herrera, five 
of 18. He has 18 yards passing and two touchdowns. And Javante Russell, it might be a brother. I'm not sure. Three, uh, three of eight. He's got 17 yards passing and one touchdown. So when you see these numbers, eight receptions, 126 yards uh, for Fennell. Ellis has nine catches, 64 yards. And I'm looking at these numbers, and I look at the touchdowns. Again, folks, I'm talking there's no touchdown passes. Uh, Devontae Thompson has one catch for 14 yards, one catch for 11 for Bennett. Russell, three catches, 11 yards, and one catch for Hudson for six yards. Again, no uh, passing touchdowns for this football team all year long. And again, folks, they have already played seven games out on the season, but no passing touchdowns for this football team. So when I said there were two touchdowns and one touchdown for Herrera and Russell, I was actually, those are interceptions. Those are not touchdown passes. So my apologies there on that stat. So the Rowlett Eagles, you know, really when you just look at the numbers, should be able to get a victory over at HBJ Stadium Friday night for their homecoming game if you base it up on stats. But again, When teams come in and they realize they're the homecoming team, I'm going to tell you, and this is just from the days, okay, the days that I know of, regardless of how good our team was, when we went into a team and we were their homecoming opponent, we put that much more effort into it. Just so that um, the the big goal, especially if our team wasn't good, is is that we knew we weren't going to make the playoffs, but we wanted to play spoiler on a big-time game for a football team, if at all possible. And it did happen because it does change your your mood going into the game, trying to play spoiler. That's what the Garland Owls will do here for the homecoming night. So just to let everybody know that's what you're looking at as far as that's concerned. Now... Also, looking at the standings, and we're talking about the 6A Region uh, 2 District 10 standings as your Raleigh Eagles unfortunately took the loss last week and dropped to third place as they were in second place behind Saxe. So let's take a look at it. Overall for Saxe, they, they are 4-3, and three, but the important number there is 4 because those 4 games are in district. They went 0-3 outside of district. So they're on a four-game winning streak, and they lead the district at 4-0. Wiley, they are 4-4 overall, but the important number, 3-1. The big victory against Rowlett last week, as they have won four games in a row as well. Shot them up to second place again, and I've been asked, what is the breakdown? The breakdowns are head-to-head. So um, when they haven't played each other, and they are tied up um, during the season, that's when they change the spots and they go by points uh, given up. So that's how they figure out the standing. So at the end of the year, all these teams are going to be playing each other. So the head-to-head will knock that out. Right now, the Rowlett Eagles are behind in the head-to-head with the Wiley Pirates. Last game of the season for the Rowlett Eagles is against the Saxe Mustangs. Now, the Saxe Mustangs did beat Wiley, so if the Rowlett Eagles can get that victory on the rivalry game, last game of the season, that will be huge for them, especially if they run the table for the rest of the year, and maybe Saxe or Wiley does drop another game before they get to the end of the season. Again, we are 70% through the season. There's only three more games, including Friday night's game for the Rowlett Eagles. So Rowlett, they are in third place, three and one within district. Again, five and one overall, three and one within district. Then followed by the Lakeview Centennial Patriots. They are two and two within district, four and two overall, but they've only given up 86 points out on the season. That's the reason why the Lakeview Centennial Patriots are in fourth place compared to the Naaman Forest Rangers. Also, Lakeview Centennial Patriot, uh, Lakeview Centennial also has the head-to-head against them because they did beat the Naaman Forest Rangers. So, a double whammy there um, for the Naaman Forest Rangers. So, the Rangers have to 
finish out the rest of the season if they are going to get into the playoffs by winning all of their games and hope Lakeview Centennial can drop a game so they can earn the fourth spot via wins over Naaman Forest. North Garland, unfortunately, 1-3 within District 3. 4-3 overall. Um, their playoff chances are very slim. They can still make it. Garland, same thing, 1-3. Both of these teams are going to have to obviously win out in order to make it into the playoffs. I don't know if that will end up happening. And South Garland, they are 0-4 within District. 2-5 and overall, but the all-important 0-4 um, in District is the big one. So, again, the standing. Saxe, Wiley, Rowlett, Lakeview, Naaman Forest, North Garland, Garland, and South Garland. Those are the uh, standings for it. So, let's take a look at just some of the games that just happened just pa this past uh, week as the Saxe Mustangs got a big victory, 42-9 over North Garland. Lakeview Centennial, 31-3 over Garland this past week. The That same team the Raleigh Eagles are facing this week. Wiley uh, gets the victory over your Raleigh Eagles this past week as well. So, some good games going on out there. And uh, the name of Forest Rangers, 45 to 20 over um, over South Garland as well. Games that are going on besides your Rowlett Eagles tonight, as we are doing the pregame show on Thursday. Okay, the Saxony Mustangs take on the Lakeview Centennial Patriots. Should be a very interesting game there. So we'll be able to watch for that one as the. Uh, Saxe Mustangs are still trying to stay on top within this district. Then also Thursday night, the Wiley Pirates take on the Naaman Forest Rangers. Naaman Forest have won two in a row. The Wiley Pirates, they have won four in a row. That one will be a very interesting game. Then, also for the game Friday night, South Garland takes on North Garland over at Williams Stadium. Both of these teams haven't had a win in a long time, so someone's going to be very happy at the end of this one. And then, of course, your Raleigh Eagles taking on the Garland Owls, and Garland's lost three in a row. Your Raleigh Eagles takes the loss last week. So that's kind of what we're looking at as far as the Raleigh Eagles and where they are, what their numbers are, and what's going on. So the Rowlett Eagles have got uh, work to do for the last three games in order for them to be in a good position in order to go into the playoffs. So that having been said, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. I've set it all up for the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna. So we'll do that. We'll take the quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Here from our main sponsor, of course, that is Melvin Bullet and the Bullet Experience. Make sure you get your trainings from the pro. Terrence Bullet uh, played in the Canadian Football League. How about that? How about Jerry Bullet also played uh, also Terrence at Texas Tech. Jerry Bullet, Texas Tech guy too, also played in the NFL. And also Melvin Bullet, just recently for the Indianapolis Colt, also a Texas Tech guy. So all three Texas Tech guys, all guys professional athletes. Not only that, they have surrounded themselves by lots of good professionals within the business of sports, whether it be volleyball, soccer, basketball, or any other kind of thing, especially weight training is one of those things that you look at uh, when you look at the bullet experience and where they are. So that having been said, we thank them for their sponsorship of the pregame show and what we're going to do now. And also, guys, make sure you get over there and check out their new website. It's out of sight. Check it out over there at the Bullen Experience. So we'll take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show here from our main sponsor. Then we'll bring in the eagle-eyed Bill Cerna as we'll wrap up this pregame show here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowland Eagles Radio Network. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. 
with over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Baggy's Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggy's Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggy's Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggy's Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend, Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation. Restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting, located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. 
So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. All right, everybody, welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. As we are here, I'm normally going to be bringing in the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna, but our schedules did not mesh this week enough in order for us to get that all done. But Sonny's got some stuff to talk about, and we might as well just jump right into it. Let's go to the National Football League right here in the Dallas area, your Dallas Cowboys. They go ahead and make a move later, you know, after a very bad loss. If you go back, look at it, Mahomes, they were at the, had the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Quite possibly, supposedly, depending on who you believe, uh, although I'm a Jacksonville Jaguar fan myself, I don't think they're all that great. Uh, and they did a number on Blake Bortles at the uh, quarterback position. And they handled a football team that maybe they shouldn't have. The defense was probably on the field too much, as Blake Bortles did a lot of things like turning over the ball and fumbling the ball, which in turn had the defense out on the football team field a lot more. But the Dallas Cowboys handled the Jacksonville Jaguars big time, no problem. That was awesome. But then they turn around, and not that I want to bet against the Dallas Cowboys, but there's something about this football team. This football team likes to lose football games that they probably shouldn't. This classic example with the Redskins is the reason why. Now, granted, there was a fluke flag at the end of the game, but really for them to be in that position in the first place where they had to kick the field goal in order to tie the game was one of the problems. I don't know. Well, I do. If you look on my Facebook page, six years ago, I was talking about a stagnant offense from the Dallas Cowboys with one Jason Garrett there, not utilizing Tony Romo at that time and utilizing him and what he did best. Are we having that same problem? Guys, I'm a believer in Dak Prescott. I know there are a lot of people out there that want to give up on Dak Prescott. But here's one thing that you have to keep in mind when you talk about Dak Prescott. Is where's the coaching for this football team? Where's the play calling for this football team? Dak Prescott, as much as I like him going into the third season, is not the quarterback that can recognize things and make a change in the play. He's depending upon his coaches to coach him right. Dak Prescott, guys, I think is going to be a superstar in this league. Hopefully, he'll be here for your Dallas Cowboys. If not, he'll be somebody someplace else having you know a great career. And the fact is, I think that the Dallas Cowboys need to keep this guy. So what do they do? After this bad loss, they go out and get Amari Cooper. Now, I'm not a great big you know Jason Garrett fan. But this is not a Jason Garrett call. This is an overreaction call from the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Without question, guys, it really is. And the reason why it's an overreaction, they got a first-round draft pick out of it. That meaning the Oakland Raiders. Now, with Travis Frederick being down, we don't know what his status is for next year or if he'll play ever again. Uh, yeah, Tyron Smith, who seems to have lost a step or maybe a leg, I don't know. But this guy has become a liability, and that's probably stemming from injuries. The Dallas Cowboys traded away a first-round draft pick that could have been, without question, 
and offensive linemen. Because as of right now, there's not a lot of talk about college quarterbacks coming out. In reality. And if you want to be the Dak hater and say, you know, no, this is Dak Prescott. This is the situation. We got to have him out of there. That's fine. I get it. I understand. Don't agree. Uh, But at the same time, you trade to get Amari Cooper, which means you can't in the first round get an offensive lineman stud that they need in order to be successful. Go back to their 13-3 and three season, guys. That offensive line was outstanding, and nobody could get past them. It was just a great offensive line. Last year, some injuries to that offensive line. Hmm, didn't play as well. Same thing this year. Problems with the offensive line. Hmm. It all goes down, and it all starts with the offensive line, whether you're running the football with a, a guy such as the, you know, the workhorse of this football season. And I'm talking about the running back. He's a workhorse. You also need an offensive line to be able to have time to pass the football to an Amari Cooper. So hopefully everything will be good with this. But with the move with Amari Cooper, it makes that move to where he has to produce this year more so than them being able to get that all squared away and letting them get an opportunity to be better so now with the move and the value of that move Amari Cooper has to come in and start tearing it up immediately and that's not first of all that's not fair to an Amari Cooper coming in there and doing what he's got to do because of what was given up and what was given up was way too much and every I think everybody knows it I think you could have got it with the second rounder I really do but the good thing, young quarterback, hopefully he will be able to help these Dallas Cowboys and be able to do something in the passing game that they don't have. I mean, Amari Cooper is, is, is a stud without question. But the question later on will be is whether or not that this Cowboys team will utilize him immediately and get him out there in order to have a successful season this year. Because, folks, if you listen to my show, I picked these Dallas Cowboys to win the division. And, folks, I've been known to be a Dallas Cowboy hater. The, tra- the loss of Travis, Travis Frederick is huge. Sean Lee not being 100% ever. The guy never plays a full season, although this guy is the bomb. And what he knows is hard to teach. But the move right there moves it to where the Dallas Cowboys now, you know, don't have that first-round draft pick. They can't get an offensive lineman. They can still get an offensive lineman, but in the second round, for how many will be taken? Because we're not talking about any, a whole bunch of quarterbacks coming out like this past season where they grabbed up five or six in the first round. That's not going to happen this year unless something goes crazy towards the end of the season uh, in college football. Right now, there's not a lot of talk about quarterbacks, you know, going in the first round and being a guy that could go out and make some big plays. You're going to see a lot of good football teams get better because of that. And if they are good quarterbacks, they'll be on good football teams because they'll be going defense, offensive line, and quite possibly, depending on what team you're talking about, wide receivers. So this move right here puts a lot of pressure on Amari Cooper and the Dallas Cowboys to be good this year. If not, it's going to be a situation for the Dallas Cowboys. Then if they don't have a great, the expectations will be high, but the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to do something on the offensive line. I'd like to see him do something before the trade deadline on the offensive line because that's where the real need is. Now, granted, I know they needed wide receivers, but the real need is the offensive line. So maybe, just maybe, I don't know, when you're the Dallas Cowboys and you have such a big, big time guy that can do what he does and the guy will eat up yards big time. You know, you have Zeke Elliott that can do the job. But he's got to be able to get the, the, the holes. And, the, and utilize him on third down is definitely what you need to do with Ezekiel Elliott as well. 
So, will the moves be good? I don't know. We'll watch. The pressure is on Dallas Cowboys. Then the next question after that is how they finish the season up. Where are you on Jason Garrett? Bad moves this year. Quite possibly different football team could be gone by now. But the love affair of Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett still rolls on. So that's where we're at. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys should have been able to get a hold of first place in the NFC East. They didn't with that loss against the Washington Redskins. Bad loss for them. And they can talk about the reason why they did or what they did, why they did, and everything else, playing for the tie instead of maybe going downfield, whatever the case may be. But when you're afraid to go downfield, that means you're a tentative offense and defenses figure that out. And then, now the flag sucked because, like you said, you know, he does that on every play, every single play. Bad, bad situation, bad call, bad thing. But the fact of the matter is it's still a tick underneath the L side. And Dallas Cowboys got to figure that out. So that's going to do it for us here on the pregame show. If you're Raleigh Eagles as they take on the Garland Owls, um, we will bring the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna in next week as we are unable to connect with him this week for the pregame show. We'll definitely bring him in next week as uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. Hopefully everybody has a good one. Thanks for joining us on the pregame show being brought to you by the Bullet Experience. Make sure you check it out there, just on the outside of Waterview, located at 8900 Princeton Road. Again, for all your training needs, or, or getting what you need for soccer, how about basketball, how about volleyball, and just training of what you need. Train with the pros, as you have three of them over there, Terrence Bullitt in the CFL. Yeah, Jerry Bullock in the NFL as well as Terrence Bullock in the NFL. Train with the pros, get what you need, and get out there. We thank them for the sponsorship here of the pregame show. So that's going to do it for me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We're out of here. We'll catch you at 7 o'clock. Kickoff time as your Rowlett Eagles taking on the Garland Owls. Located at HBJ Stadium, 7 o'clock kick. Everybody have a good one. I'm out of here. Bye-bye.